You're now listening to Empty Opinions with Eladi Polanco. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. 90s old school rap beat. Hard hip hop, raw, boom bap type beat. Produced by Chronos Beats. Yeah. This is that old school shit, boy. Yeah. I be feeling like I was born in the 90s. Or the 80s, more like the 80s, I'm at the 80s cause the beat is so old school Whoa, I don't even know how to go This beat's so good, yeah, this beat is gold This beat is gold, yeah, I'm about to flow like a river I don't give a damn, all of these bitches is all in my dick I told her, please just get off of it Yeah, that's enough of it I remember one time I woke up and decided to go to school and then I took the train Yeah that shit was insane cause that train stopped and I was like oh hold on How the fuck am I gonna get on time to school? Then I said okay, let me just get off of this train okay Let me just go ahead and get a lift Yeah, not like a lift from somebody else but like a, like an actual, like a lift You know like the shit ride sharing um, app like Uber, but the cheaper one, or probably more expensive, I think, actually now, more expensive now, but I said, fuck it out, try to figure it out, yeah, I said, let me figure it out, so I ordered a lift, and I saw that this bitch was running away from me, literally, I saw that she was getting closer, then she took a left, yeah, and she just kept getting farther and farther away, farther and farther away, farther and farther and farther away, then I say, wait, what the fuck is she doing, I'm trying to get to school on time, she just keeps getting away, then I said, wait, fuck it, okay, let me order an Uber, and the same shit happened again, I was so mad, I was like, oh, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna be late anyway, and that's just a lesson for you old dumb people, yeah. Always wake up about an hour before you need to get to wherever you need to get Because if you don't, you gonna be late You know what I mean? That was a life lesson, life lesson I'm just trying to life lesson I'm just trying to lessen the, the hurt in life The hurt in life, yeah Don't hurt in mine, don't hurt in mine Don't go hurt in my heart Wow, this freestyle was so damn trash Cause I tried to actually rap like I was a good rapper That's the number one mistake everybody does When they try to do this podcast and I just did it Yeah, and that's that for that freestyle Holy shit, that was kind of a weird one, right? Hello everybody and welcome back to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco My name is Eladio Polanco And this is the podcast where I talk about everything from pop culture to regular culture, to sad culture, to hip-hop culture, to pop culture again, until I get to the point where it's just my life, and then just just talk about random things that have happened in my life. Um, you know, this, this episode feels a little weird already. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset before I decided to record, but you know, I just said, fuck it, let's just, let's just start recording, let's just do it. That freestyle was um, a little weird. I was actually trying to, because a beat that good, you can't just goof around on it. You know what I mean? Like, that was actually a good beat. So I didn't just want to, like, say, like rap that ignorant shit that I always do. wanted to actually say something, and then it just turned out to be um, kind of trash, honestly. But hey, 
that's what happens when you listen to this podcast. Sometimes you get an okay freestyle. Sometimes you get a trash freestyle. Today, it was a trash freestyle. Anyways, how are you? If you're listening to this, are you good? Feeling good? Feeling great? How was your week? Was it good? Was it bad? Psych, I don't give a fuck how your week went. All right, now <laughs> the way we're going to start this podcast is we're going to follow kind of the same structure that I did for the last episode that was just me, episode 18, I believe. And the way we're going to do it is by, so like if you may have listened to episode 19, you saw how I kind of structured the episode, which was I talked about uh, uh, like movies, TV shows and music that I've been watching and listening to. Then I moved on to pop culture items and then I moved on to random topics that I wanted to talk about this week. I'm going to kind of reverse that. So this week I'm going to talk about. First segment is going to be what's been happening to me. That's not the official title. I need to come up with a better one. Then I'm going to go into movies, music, and TV that I've been watching and listening to, which that segment, I'm going to call it what I've been watching and listening to another shitty title for the segment. But hey, I'll figure you know, I can't, I'm not, I'm not the wittiest guy. You know what I mean? I need to, you need to cut me some slack. And the last, <laughs> oh my God, my jokes are kind of corny, but I don't have anybody to bounce off of. I don't even know um, if anything that I'm saying is funny or not or engaging. Who knows? Listen, some people are listening, so that tells me something, I guess. If it was really trash, I don't know how many people would actually listen, but that's besides the point. And then the last segment is going to be um, pop culture topics that I want to talk to, that talk about. In that segment, I would call it pop culture popcorn. Nope, very bad. Anyways, I'll figure out with some titles for these segments. But yeah, let's just jump into the first segment, which is what random topics that, you know, random topics of the week for me, the things that I've been thinking about. And and this has to do with not only ideas that come to my head that I want to explore and talk about, but also just my life in general. Because, you know, there's always something happening in my life. I might as well explore it and uh, make a career out of talking about it. So the first thing that I want to talk about is, you know, if you um, have listened to any episode in the past, most likely you've heard about me talking about my ex, right? Talk about her a lot. Um, And in case you don't know, if this is your first episode you've ever listened to, basically, you know, went out with her for about a month. It was very intense relationship then it all came crashing down because of because of a multitude of um you know reasons one being her ex came back ooh that fucked everything up and then you know something at work well long story short you know broke up a couple weeks later she became my manager at my job and then also her ex came back so it's just a fucking you know it's a mess it's a mess. And it's really, the more I think about that situation, the crazier that I realize it is. And it's even, and you realize how crazy it is when you talk to different people. When you tell different people exactly <laughs> what happened, they're like, what? You broke up with your ex and now she's your manager and you're still working there? And I always say, yeah, you know, because my sister told me that I should, you know, I shouldn't quit this job because of, whatever because of my ex right like that will be giving her too much power but i'm slowly starting to realize 
that I simply won't get over her unless I stop working there. And the reason for that is because every time she could be, you know, it's like that thing of out of mind, out of sight, right? Like you don't think about someone or you don't see someone or see something. You're not going to think about it. At least not me. I have a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? I do a lot of stuff to keep my mind busy. And that all works. So I always think, oh, I guess, yeah, I'm, I don't really think about my ex. I think I'm starting to get over her. And then you and then I go to work and then I see her and then all those fucking horrible feelings come back. So then it's like a weird thing where like it will never stop because every time I look at her at work, I'm just going to remember everything. All those memories, all those feelings come back flooding Come, you know, come back and like a like it hit me like a truck pretty much. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know how long I can stay in that job before I go insane. You know what I mean? And like I said, a lot of people have told this to and they're like, how are you even still working there? That's crazy. And the reason is because I thought I would be like the mature person and the bigger man. But and I still could. I mean, we talk to and treat each other very professionally when we're at work, even though I low-key resent her. But it's kind of like, it gets to a point where, like, yeah, I could treat her professionally, but I would, that, those weird feelings will never go away because as soon as I see her, it just all comes back. Doesn't matter how hard I try not to, for it not to. Like, I still get nervous sometimes when I see her come around. What kind of shit is that? You know what I mean? That's not good for your mental health. So, yeah, like I kind of realized that I need to get out of that job because I'm just going to drive myself. I'm just going to, you know, drive myself insane. But and then that makes me even angrier because I'm trying to find a job and I can't or at least a job that I want to do. You know what I mean? I don't want to do another, you know, part time, you know, one of those kind of jobs. But it's like I'm going to have to because, you know. It's not easy to find a paid internship job that you actually want to do because um, I've been looking, trust me, and I just can't. And, and you know, I'm just getting frustrated that I want to leave that job, but I don't I don't have another place to go. And, and on top of that, I'm not making that much money. So that's even worse. Another reason why I should probably find a better job with better money. But then it goes into the thing of like, you know, I don't want it to be just a regular uh, customer service job anymore. I think I'm over that, but you know, that's what makes my search harder. But yeah, that's why I guess I'm never going to get over my ex as long as I work there. It's just never going to happen. Even uh, unless I find a girlfriend, you know what I mean? And even then, if I find a girlfriend, it's going to be rough because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, let's say I'm going to really like this girl um, my girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, I should really like my girlfriend, uh, my, you know, hypothetical girlfriend, but even then, I still feel like I'm gonna have, it's just seeing her build resentment, not only her being a manager, you know what I mean, but also just, and I know she makes more money than me, you know what I mean, that shouldn't mean something, but it does, especially with me struggling right now, um, and me resenting her from every, the way that our relationship ended is just, you know, not a good mix. Definitely not a good mix. So I have to leave soon before, you know, I do something I don't want to do at that job. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's that in case you guys were still interested in the ongoing saga of my ex being my manager.
Very interesting story. Uh, moving on from that, let me see what else I wanted to talk about. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah. This is something I've noticed, right? Um, on Twitter and Instagram. But just people using God as a way to get retweets and likes and all of that. Like, it makes me so angry whenever I see a tweet on Twitter where it's like, retweeting god will bless you and it's just like a random picture just a random tweet and you know christian people actually retweet it so but in and here's the thing here's where i get mad because you know this has nothing to do with people being religious or you believing in god or not believing in god it has to do with you even if you do believe in god right it has to do with being it has to do with you being so stupid that you think retweeting a tweet is going to is gonna make God bless you, you know what I mean? Like, because like, what kind of logic is that? Why do you think that God is gonna see you? You retweeted some random tweet, and then you're gonna she's gonna be like, well, God is gonna be like, oh my God, she retweeted the random tweet from a random person on Twitter. Um, I must bless this person. You know what I mean? I gotta like, I don't understand the people who do that. Like, I don't understand. You can be the most religious person in the world. You're still a dummy to me if you think that retweeting a tweet will make God bless you. Like, how can you not see through somebody, you know, and and, and, and if you want to think about it in religious in a religious way, you can look at it like this. This person using God's name in vain, whoever's tweeting that, because, you know. The person that's tweeting this is not a pastor. You know what I mean? Because at least pastors, you know, have a closer relationship to God, I guess, because they're preaching the word of God. So maybe if a pastor said that, it would be a little more acceptable. But just a random fucking person on Twitter saying retweet this and God will bless you. It's actually, you know, bad in religious terms because this person using God's name in vain, truly in vain, because they just want retweets. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy that people retweet. And the same thing, and this kind of extends to the people who, like, um, post something on Instagram stories or anywhere else. Facebook, doesn't matter. But they're like, retweet this or you're going to have, you're going to die tomorrow. You're not going to even wake up because you're going to die in your sleep. You better retweet. And then people are just like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm not taking that chance. As if a fucking retweet is going to make you die. People are retarded. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that I've noticed. It's like people on in the internet, it shows how stupid you are. And I know people, a couple of people personally, like not friends, but people I know that do this. They retweet when it says retweet or God and God will bless you. And they do it. And then, you know, I just want to ask them, do you get blessed? What happened? You know what I mean? Please let me know if you got blessed because then I'll start doing it. But more than likely, you didn't get blessed. So, you know, please stop doing that. Stop being idiots and falling for, falling for that kind of dumb shit. Um, and that's that. I needed to rant a little bit about that. And then the next thing I wanted to talk about is, um, you know, not so much something I, I had my thoughts on, but just something really cool that I saw. Um, so in case you guys don't know, The weekend. The R&B artist, he recently debuted a new look. This can kind of go in the pop culture part, but what I want to show is not really pop culture. It's just really funny, uh, especially as a Dominican who likes bachata. Uh, so The Weeknd debuted this new look at the premiere of his 
the film that's coming out in December, Uncut Gems. Um, and he debuted this new look, like I said, and he and everybody's like memeing him because he looks like an 80s bachata artist. Like he looks like the most Hispanic person, like the most Dominican person of all time. You know what I mean? Or like Lionel Richie, you know, which are very <laughs> similar. So, yeah, he debuted this new look. A lot of people are kind of like making fun of it or just, you know, joking on him. And um, a lot of people call him El Fin de Semana. Uh, which is really funny in case you don't know, that means the weekend in Spanish because, you know, the weekend looks very Spanish. Get it, get it, get it. But, <laughs> but then here's the thing. I thought that that meme was funny enough as it was, but then some, some person found a song, an old song because I found the actual link, um, of somebody who did a remix or like a mashup of a bachata song with the weekend singing. And it's perfect. It's perfect. Like the cover uh, of the of this song is like the weekend, right? And then it says El Weekend, like in the most Spanish way possible. And it's pretty much this song. So let me play it so you guys can hear this. This song makes me just want to dance, you know what I mean? This sounds awesome. <laughs> it was so funny. I had to show my mom, my sister. I'm probably going to show my dad later. But this is hilarious. You know what I mean? This song makes me want to dance, bro. I've been playing this just snippet like by itself like at least a hundred times. No, that's one. Like ten times. Way often, baby, I can make that make their rain often, often, often. And that is perfect. It's a perfect mashup, bro. It's so hilarious. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to show you guys that real quick because um, I thought I thought it was hilarious. It's really funny. Um, really, I just wanted to show that to everybody who I can who's listening to this because that's just. It goes perfectly. That's what's so so amazing to me. It really goes perfectly. And on top of this, uh, The Weeknd actually saw this and he retweeted it saying, where's the download link? Which actually made me very happy. Because I was also thinking about this, how a lot of American artists have made bachata music. Like Usher, Drake, Zendaya, Chris Brown, among others. So it's something that I started thinking, I'm like, he, him seeing that, if I was a bachatero, right? Like if I was Rom Romeo Santos, right? Romeo Santos, I would in a heartbeat DM him. I'd be like, yo, let's make a song to capitalize off this meme. And I feel like The Weeknd would go perfectly on a bachata song. I was actually thinking about this the other day. He has a great... He, his voice kind of reminds me of Romeo Santos's voice, or at least the way they sing. They have a very, like, ad-libby, like, harmonizing type of voice. Like, they both have very unique singing voices. So, I feel like The Weeknd would fit on a bachata song like a glove. <laughs> glove. Glove. G L O V E is what I meant, but uh, yeah, I just uh, you know I just wanted to tell that to everybody because um, you know at the end of the day I am Dominican, so anything that has to do with bachata I'm gonna talk about it, especially if it's with somebody as good of a singer as The Weeknd or El Weeknd. Um, <laughs> and that's it for random topics I want to talk about this week. 
what a weird that's that's the official name for this segment random topics i want to talk about this week and moving on to the next topic it's going to be movies music and tv that i've been listening to and watching this week that's the official title as well and what i will start with is talking about this new movie that came out this past weekend and it is called hustlers the new movie from jennifer lopez starring jennifer lopez and basically, the movie's about these strippers, right? It's basically, the big, the movie starts, the first half is showing the stripper lifestyle and kind of giving a background onto these people. And then, you know, this movie takes place during the financial crisis of 2008, which then shows the strip clubs losing a lot of the Wall Street clients that they had. And now, these women have to figure out how to hustle and make money now that the stripping it's not working anymore and then that's what where the crime element comes in and just in general this movie is so so this is one of my favorite movies of the year for sure and it it is very surprising that i'm saying that about hustlers which you know what's even funnier like this weekend there were two movies that came out hustlers and the goldfinch one is the stripper movie and the other one was like a high prestige drama and from the moment I saw that these two, or these were the two movies coming out, I was always like, oh, I'm going to watch The Goldfinch. The Goldfinch, I don't know what strippers, I don't want to see that. Strippers, who cares, right? I want to see this drama. And then the reviews came out for The Goldfinch and Hustlers, and it was this exact opposite of what I was expecting in terms of reviews. The Goldfinch now has like a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. In case you don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is, you know, they just kind of pretty much aggregate reviews from a lot of different critics. Um, so 23% is rotten, uh, and it's 23% out of 100%. So it's very bad. They're all pretty much saying this is a bad movie. And then you go to Hustlers, and that one has 87%. And if you think about it, that would be like in my mind a couple months from now, you would ask me which one has which rating. I would have for sure said Hustlers had a 23% and then Goldfinch had an 87 but nope, it's the other way around. And then, and then as, soon, as soon as I saw those reviews, I'm like, okay, let me see Hustlers because I want to see what the hype is about. Definitely not, go, not going to see Goldfinch because people are like panning it. People were trashing the shit out of that movie. So I was just like, all right, let me uh look at another one. Let me look at Hustlers. And then I saw it and man. For sure, one of my favorite movies of the year. So much to talk about for this movie, right? The acting is excellent from everybody. Jennifer Lopez is the one everybody was talking about, and she is great. Especially there's a scene near the end that I was like, okay, yeah. I can see why people are saying she's great. But the person that I liked the most was Constance Wu, the main character. Um, the person that we follow around, her journey, is from her perspective. So it's just like, yo... She's a great actress. She should be the one getting this Oscar hype, Oscar buzz. You know what I mean? For best actress. Because she was amazing. And then everybody else in the cast was good too. You had people like Cardi B and Lizzo. And here's the thing about that. Cardi B and Lizzo, they're not in the movie for a long time. So if you were watching that movie strictly because Cardi B and Lizzo were in it, you're going to be disappointed after the first like 45 minutes. You know what I mean? After that is an actual movie. It's not about these cameos. Um, so just warning anybody, anybody who wants to watch it that, yeah, if you're watching it for Cardi B or Lizzo, it's not going to be your movie. I'm sorry. Uh, but if you want to watch a good movie, a good crime movie, a fun movie, you know what I mean? A unique 
movie, a refreshing movie, a movie with a unique perspective. And that's the thing I like the most about this movie. Giving a perspective of these strippers is so indicative of what I like about movies. And that's just to say that like only through a movie or maybe a show, but only really through a movie could you get the perspective of a stripper to a mainstream audience and actually, you know, be entertaining and well made. That's the thing. Like the the perspective thing is one of my favorite things of the movie, but just the fact of how well made it is combined with this unique perspective is why it's one of my favorite movies of the year. And uh, the other thing I want to talk about that comes with this movie that I found interesting, I tweeted this on my Twitter. If you go to at E-L-A-D-I-O underscore P-R, that's my Twitter. Um, P-R doesn't stand for Puerto Rico, it stands for Polanco Ramirez, my last two names, my two last names. Um, the interesting thing about this movie is that this movie is really about what Cardi B got in trouble for doing uh, like about a couple of months ago. She was pretty much canceled because a video came out of her talking about her drugging and robbing men. And everybody, mainstream America was just like, what? That's crazy. Cardi B's a criminal. She should go to jail. Right? And then people were nuts. And then here comes this movie that's a, about exactly that. And, you know, it just shows how a lot of America has no idea how certain parts of this country work. You know what I mean? There's a stripper culture, and this is normal. This is not a Cardi B thing. This is a stripper thing. So... People try to cancel Cardi B over it, but they just had to realize, as this movie shows, that's just what a lot of strippers were doing back then. And that's why I also like this movie, because, you know, it kind of silences all those people that were trying to cancel Cardi B for doing that. When, you know, not only does she not do it anymore, right? So we should probably allow people to grow and change. It also is a very common thing in strip clubs. So, you know, people targeting Cardi B for that, it's kind of like stupid Maybe target the other strippers that do it. That are still doing it to this day. City girls are all about scamming. That's all they rap about. But somehow Cardi B got the blame on that. Who knows. But, um, you know, and here's another way my Dominican side is coming out. I'm defending another fellow Dominican, Cardi B. You know, I have to. If this was Nicki Minaj, I will be trashing her. Right along with everybody. Just kidding. Um, just a joke, everybody. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just wanted to talk about Hustlers. That's is like I explained is one of my favorite movies of the year. There's a couple moments. The way the movie also plays with sound and dream sequences. Perfect, 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 perfect. One of my favorite movies of the year for sure. Um, it's also very funny. Uh, now moving on to TV shows that I've been watching. I've been watching two. I finished one. I started the other. The first one I'll talk about is season three of Hip Hop Evolution came out last week. Um, and pretty much the show is about what the title says is the evolution of hip hop and basically explaining how hip hop started and going through it by the decades. The first season was, you know, the 70s. Second season was the 80s. Now this is the 90s. Uh, and, you know, it was only four episodes, each like about 45 minutes long. And man, I love this show, man. And, and you know. It's one of those shows that's like, it's very well made, but it also, my enjoyment of it depends on how interested I am in it. And I'm very interested in learning the history of hip hop because I am a big hip hop fan. So the fact that there's this show about the evolution of hip hop, which is like 
me taking a class on hip hop, except it's way more entertaining and well made. You know, it's just, you know, something I'm going to love. There isn't really much to say about it, um, you know, other than it's just very well made and very informative. But, you know, it's not like it's 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 a documentary. Right. And it's not like an, it's such a crazy story. It's just explaining how hip hop started. And that's exactly what I am looking for, because I want to learn more about hip hop. I'm going to start also like listening to those old albums like Illmatic, uh, Southern Play, Catalytic, whatever the fuck the Outcast first album is, uh, those those kind of albums. You know what I mean? I want to start listening to all of those mainly because of that. So that way I'm more informed, you know, so that some old head can be like, you don't know nothing about hip hop. You don't know shit. Then I can be like, hey, but I watch Hip Hop Evolution, and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. But yeah, there's not much to say about Hip Hop Evolution. Just a great documentary. If you're interested in hip hop, hip hop is one of the it's the biggest genre right now. So I imagine a lot of people are listening to hip hop nowadays. So if you want to learn more about it, for sure, go to Netflix. Hip Hop Evolution. It's only four episodes per season. You can finish that shit in a, in a day if you want. If you if you have enough time. If you're unemployed. Or don't have a life, you know. I fall under one of those. Uh, and the other, the other show that I want to talk about. I'm only five episodes in into the first season, so I'm only halfway through the first season. But Mindhunter, the David Fincher show, can't talk too much about it because I haven't fully finished it. And there's a second season that I also have to finish. But so far, this show just grabbed me by my fucking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, if whatever you know that, whatever you think that meant, replace that word with whatever. It just grabbed me by it because I'm so hooked on this show. Like I only intended to watch one episode yesterday when I first started watching it, and it just went to five episodes. I just could not hit. You know, it was like the perfect. I've never been. I haven't been. Well, not never, but I've, it's been a while since I've been captivated by a show that much. That I literally can't control myself in hitting next. Because I was planning on only watching like one or two. You know what I mean? Because I was doing other stuff. Like working out. Driving home. But for some reason. I just could not stop. It's grabbed me. It's grabbed me. And it can't let go. I can't wait to keep watching it and finish it. So I can talk to you guys about the whole thing. And give a formal review. But Mindhunter is the show that I started now. And it's very, very good. It looks good. The The dialogue's amazing. The acting's amazing. The subject matter. Talking about the psychology of serial killers. That's fucking fascinating for me. So, yes, that's uh, the show that I'm currently binging right now. I'll let you guys know in a full, more formal review when I finish it. What my thoughts are. But that's just my first impression so far. And moving on to music that I've been listening to. This music that came this past weekend. I'll start with uh, this album that came out from JPEG Mafia. He's like a, a, a um, f- experimental hip-hop artist. Um, he had dropped an album. I think that's the only really big album that came out this past weekend. But I'm not... I don't feel like really listening to it. Just because I'm not really a big fan of experimental hip-hop. But, you know, I just wanted to mention that's the new album that came out. But I just decided not to listen to it. Because it's not my jam. So... Got that right uh, right out of the way. Now, let's talk about the big thing. The new single from the Charlie's Angels movie, the new one. Um, I forget their names, but, you know, the actresses. There's three new Charlie's Angels. 
uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Charlie's Angels coming out, you know, sometime later this year. But um, the first single, so the from the soundtrack, I guess, from the movie, Don't Call Me Angel, featuring Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. What a star-studded song. You know what I mean? Big song. That song came out. You know, everybody's going crazy. Ariana Grande stands are going crazy. Miley Cyrus stands are going crazy. Lana Del Rey stands are going crazy. And this song is fucking trash. That's the bottom line. This song is not good. The The beat is so weird. Like, the structure of the song is so damn weird. Because it feels like three separate artists doing three separate songs. You know what I mean? The song doesn't flow well whatsoever. And then don't even get me started on fucking Don Lana Del Rey having this, like, a separate song. Like, people are saying that's the bridge. It's not the fucking bridge. It's pretty much just her own part in this song. And they had to slow it down because, obviously, Lana Del Rey is not a fucking upbeat artist. And they have this, like, you know what I mean? And it's just a mess. This song is a mess. Like, I was even talking to some of my friends at work about it and cause who are, like, you know, fans of those three artists, they were like, oh, yeah, I love this song, it's so good, I've listened to it like 20 times, I can't, it's so awesome, it makes me, di-. no, song's trash, that's the bottom line, it's not, good, it's, it's not a good song, like, objectively, it's not a good song, you know what I mean, like, it doesn't flow well, these artists, these are like a random mixed bag, like, not even Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande have really that much in common, you know what I mean, like, not really, you know, one is way more pop than the other one, it's kind of, it's just weird, you know, it's just a weird song, and it's not a good song, I'm sorry to anybody who's loved this song, if you're a fan of any of these three artists listening to this or watching this, I'm sorry, but the song is fucking trash, Dash. just um, being honest and just telling you guys that's that's what it is, this is not a good song. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to put this clip out and have people go crazy over it because, you know, those fans are crazy. Um, and that's it for the one of the best segments of this podcast, movies, music and TV that I've been watching and listening to this week. You know, lovely name for a segment. Uh, that's that for that. And now I'm going to talk about some pop culture topics because it, this is a pop culture podcast. At least I like to call it that. Um, actually, it is a comedy, pop culture, and conversation-driven podcast. Ooh, sounds fancy. But I just had to label it something because easier to market. Who knows? But, um, yeah, so the, the, the next segment is just pop culture popcorn. Still a bad title, but I'll go with it for, at least for this episode. Um, and the first thing that I want to talk about is, let's see, where is it? Uh, the new Popeye strategy to try to cash in on the craze of their sandwiches that it was limited edition and they ran out in like two weeks. You know what I mean? Very bad business move. Maybe they did. I mean, I'm sure they didn't know this limited Popeye's chicken sandwich was going to, wasn't going to be this big. Like I'm sure they didn't know that, but how hard is it to start production on chicken sandwiches, whatever, they ran out apparently, and now people can't get it, but now they started this new campaign, where you can bring your own bun, you know what I mean, bring your bun, and then you buy some, like, the, the shit that you put between the buns, like, separately, and they're selling you, just, just bring your own bun, bro, bring your own bun, make the sandwich, eat it, no pickles, no nothing, just pretend it's a fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich, and I understand what they're doing, you know what I mean, it's a kind of a funny concept, 
but it's just not, you know, I don't like it. It because it it's putting all the work on you. And it doesn't even it's very, very ratchet, I think. It's very like hastily put together. Like bring your own bun? Like who the fuck is gonna bring a bun? Where the fuck will you even bring a bun from? And where? Like you just have fucking buns sitting in your passenger seat in the car, in the train station, in the bus, you just have random buns in your hand? What? I feel like they didn't think about it. They thought, dude, this is make people bring their buns. But it's like, where the fuck are you going to bring the buns? You know, look at a fucking weirdo with with bread buns in your hand as you go to Popeye's. It's the most ratchet shit ever. Um, but they're just trying to capitalize, I guess, from this uh, crazy Popeye's chicken sandwich thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, they could they should have just let it die on, until it came back. And they'd be like, yo, the sandwiches are back. And then most likely people would have been over it. But... At least you have it now, and then some. I'm sure some people were still gonna buy the chicken sandwiches, even if it wasn't as many as there would be right now. But bring your own bun. It's kind of like I don't think they thought that shit fully. You know what I mean? There's like, I mean, what can we do? But it's like if it's that easy to make the sandwich, why can the fuck they do it? You know what I mean? If it's just bring your own bun, why can't they do? Like I don't know what's so hard about making their fucking sandwiches. That they ran out and can't make more. And that it's taking them this long to do it. I don't know. It seems weird to me. It's kind of confusing. I don't know. I haven't had the sandwich. So I don't know why that is. But it's kind of weird that. <laughs> I don't know that they fucking can't get this sandwich together. It's weird. It's weird. But hey. You know. Good for Popeyes for doing something. to try to capitalize on this crazed um, chicken sandwich mania that's happening in the United States right now. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is LeBron James. And this has been something that's been annoying me for a while. I just haven't talked to or haven't talked about it to really anyone recently. But this LeBron shit that he started doing in L.A., the Taco Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, this racist ass fucking joke meme that he started. You know what I mean? Which I always thought was weird. Like, what the fuck are you doing, LeBron? Like, LeBron hasn't... The motherfucker was didn't even get the Lakers to the playoffs last season. I feel like we should not be paying attention to this motherfucker. A lot of people are saying he's going to make a comeback. This is going to be a great... He's going to be the MVP next season. Maybe. He's a great player. Maybe that's going to happen. But for now, all I remember is this motherfucker not taking the Lakers to the playoffs. So that's all I'm thinking about. So why the fuck are you talking about Taco Tuesday? Why are you talking about tacos? Instead of eating tacos, I feel like you should probably, I don't know, train. You know what I mean? Get better. Make sure that you got the Lakers, you know, win, beat the Clippers or whoever the, the, the fucking best team in the NBA is right now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just, a ra- I don't know, it's annoying me. And then he, I don't know, the, that gimmick was really annoying. And it got even more annoying when this man tried to trademark the term Taco Tuesday. Which, um, the reason I'm talking about it now is because it got denied, and good for that. I'm glad it got denied, because how the fuck are you going to own Taco Tuesday? Taco is a food, Tuesday's a day. Taco Tuesday has been a thing forever in a lot of taco restaurants. Why are you making a Taco Tuesday trademark? You don't own Taco Tuesday, not even the way you say it. Like, no, there's nothing you should monetize from that. It makes no sense. It's a joke that you started that you want to be funny about, but it's not really something you can own, LeBron. 
can own Taco Tuesday. And another thing, I feel like, hey, maybe if you would have won last year, or at least taking the Lakers to the playoffs, I feel like people will giving you will be giving you more credit. And maybe okay, let's let's let them trade market. So at the end of the day, it's your fault. You didn't go. You you know you you fucking you're in the Lakers. Couldn't take them to the playoffs. Got injured for the first time in your life during the first first second first year of Lakers. You know, fucked up the trades halfway through the first year. You know what I mean? Eventually got what you wanted, but it's like, you're, here's what I'm going to say. LeBron is not in my good graces, so I don't think he should be fucking doing this Taco Tuesday bullshit. First win and then do this. You know what I mean? Because it's really annoying when you haven't won. You know what I mean? Um, Hmm. That was way more passionate than I was expecting it to be. But yeah, it but it has been brewing inside of me this dumbass Taco Tuesday shit that he's been doing. Cause it's like I'm not looking at LeBron as a good even as a even good basketball player. Cause I haven't seen him be good since what? Since he beat the the Warriors. You know what I mean? And since he swept the Toronto Raptors. But still, you know. Uh, yeah, he's not in my good graces. That's kind of why I'm mean, being kind of mean right now. But yeah, let's focus on winning and less tacos. And the last thing that I want to talk about before I end this episode, because man, is my throat dry. Pause. Um, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is Lori Harvey, man. The beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lady, Lori Harvey, who is um, the daughter of the one and only Steve Harvey, right? Um, right? I think that's what it is. Yeah, parents. Yeah, Steve Harvey. Yeah, that's what I thought. Lori Harvey is the father of... Steve Harvey's the daughter... Fuck. Steve Harvey is the father of Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey is the daughter of Steve Harvey. And she's been in the news recently because she's done a lot of weird shit. I mean, she's also been in the news because she's stunning. She's probably one of the most beautiful black women in this country right now. A lot of people are after her. You heard Meek Mill rap about it. I want Lori Harvey in my wish list, you know? So that just shows you that she's one of the most, you know, wanted women in the industry, the music industry at this point. Um, and then she started dating Diddy's son. What the fuck is, what was Diddy's son name? Let me see. Let me look it up. Uh, Diddy's son, uh, Sean Combs. Nope, that's Diddy. The fuck is his name? Those are sons, uh, where is he? Justin Dior Combs? No, that's not, that's just one of the kids. What the fuck is the guy's name? What? I can't find, why can't I find, oh, Christian Casey Combs. And what's his rap name? King Combs. Whatever, fuck it. Who, who cares? One of the sons of Diddy. Um, started dating Lori Harvey and it was like, Hey, good for you. And then they broke up and I was like, Oh man, you missed out. But then this weird thing happened that I feel like not enough people are talking about as a weird thing. Like people are just accepting it. This is just what happened. Or they're just like saying, acknowledging it's weird, but it's like, eh, whatever. But no, it's not whatever. Lori Harvey then started dating Diddy, the dad of the son she was just dating. You know, and I don't think this is much of a fault. I think I don't want to victim blame, but there's no victims here. I don't think it's just consensual relationships. It is weird, right? To a certain degree. But it's like, let's focus on Lori Harvey for a second and think about the psychology of a woman 
who dates the son and then the dad. And then what? The son's fine? And then the dad is like 50 and she's 22. I don't want to age shame here. You know what I mean? I guess that's fine that you can date a person that's 34 years older than you. But, you know, that added with the fact that you just dated the guy's son. It's weird. It makes me question. It kind of turns me off of Lori Harvey, honestly. Although she is fucking gorgeous. But still, that's just a weird mentality of someone who will want to do that. Like, I want to ask a woman, like, even on the podcast, whenever I have a girl on the podcast, I want to ask them, hey, would you date, you know, if you date your ex, right? We date your ex's dad if he was really good looking. And I want to see if this is a common thing with women. Because if it is, women are fucking crazy if that's a if that's a that's a thing they're just willing to date the the ex's dad this is weird it's just to me it's super weird and like extreme it's just extremely weird i can't even process how somebody would want to do that you know what i mean it's just weird um and the reason i even talked about this because that's fine and all but then the recent news has come out and there's there are rumors that Lori harvey was pregnant with diddy and that would have been fucking crazy if Lori Harvey got pregnant with Diddy and then, oh my God. And then, oh my God, just think about that. If if Lori Harvey does, I don't think she is. I think she posted pictures of her being very fit and not being pregnant. So I'm sure that's just a rumor. But let's just go with that thought experiment of Lori Harvey getting pregnant by Diddy. Then... Not only that, but then, so so she gives birth to Diddy's son, to, to Diddy's son, right? So then Diddy is a dad of that kid. Is the let's say they get married? Probably not, because there's a lot of baby daddies in the black community. So maybe they don't get married. But let's say they do. Diddy and Lori Harvey are together. Lori Harvey gives birth to Diddy's son, but then Lori Harvey also dated Diddy's son, other son. I mean Christian Combs. So she would have, Lori Darby effectively would have dated. This is such a fucking confusing thing, but I hope you guys are understanding what I'm trying to say. It would be weird. That's just weird, man. And let, I don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm shaming, but at the end, in the other hand, this is weird. I can't, it, it really boggles my mind that this is even happening. You know what I mean? Maybe, um, I tweeted this. I didn't tweet it. I don't think the right way, but I was like, "Hey, Lori Harvey, I know you dated arguably the most successful black man of all time with Puff Daddy, Diddy, but you know, I'm pretty funny, and I'm not your ex's dad. So give me a shot." And that's how I feel. It's like, "Hey, you know, you're very pretty. I feel like you should probably do better than um, your ex's dad." I don't know. I hope uh, maybe this is just my weird head, but I don't know. I just wanted to get that out of my head because I just find it extremely disturbing, honestly, that that's happening, and that people are just kind of like, eh, whatever. They do whatever they do. No, that shit is weird. Let's acknowledge that. Oh man, what an episode this episode has been. That is it for this episode of Empty Opinions with Eladia Polanco. And the way we end every episode is by a segment that is that actually has a good name. It's called The Ox. And in this episode, I pretty much just uh, play one of my favorite songs that I've been listening to to end this episode. 
what as the uh, the song that I'll do for this week is called Mood Swings, uh, the latest release by a boogie with the hoodie. Um, I've had this song on replay for a lot. I would have, I was also planning on playing, planning on playing like older songs, but I don't know. This is just the most mo- recent, and you know, want to keep updated with the music industry. If you know what I mean, the music scene. Nah, I mean, um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. See ya. Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. Beast. Beast. I'm a beast. beast. Oh my God. God. Who swings? I'm not. Who swings? I'm time. I'm broke. I'm not. I'm a goat. I'm a god. god. I'm a beast. I'm a goblin. Nigga, let that shit fly. Nigga, you don't want no problem. I be feeling like bad. Man, my niggas always rob.